This is the Move With Me podcast with your host, James Ramos of Ramos Design Build. Real estate with real people. JamesRamos.com. Interesting guests, interesting topics, all with you in mind. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. Here's James with today's featured guest. All right, we're back. This is James Ramos. I'm here with Lawrence Malloy. Lawrence is the CEO and, and founder of Ethical Homebuyers. He buys property. That's what he does. And he fixes them up and sells them. He's a flipper and he's a real estate investor. He has uh, private equity money. It's mostly his. Um, you can find him and find his website at getanoffertoday.com or you can call him at 813-458-7355. Uh, so 458-7355. Um, so we were just talking, we did, we did one through seven. So 11 types of homes to steer clear of when, um, and this is primarily guys out there and gals, um, this is for, um, first time, you know, or, or, or amateur, um, property, you know, developers, there's always different ways to skin a cat, but, um, listen to Lawrence. He's got a lot of knowledge. He's not you know, pulling these out of his pocket. This is from, from uh, a lot of experience. So, so what's number eight? So. Yeah, just to start off real quick is yeah, I've made a lot of these mistakes over the years. So yeah, some of these my palms are sweating. Yeah, you know when yeah. when you say some of this stuff because I'm bringing I've up bad memories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I need a towel here from the top of my head. Yep. Okay, so uh, we're on number seven, and uh, one of the things is homes with black toxic mold. A lot of people, you know, we're in the rehab business ugly house business. So you may go in a home and see black. Sounds blacks. pretty obvious though, Lawrence. I mean, come on. You would think. Do, do people not see it? Well, sometimes people see it and investors go, oh, it's just mold or whatever. I'll put bleach on it. Yeah. But yeah, you yeah. can get into a lot of trouble. You have to disclose anytime a house has mold mm -hmm. in it. So what I always say is take an extra second. If you think something looks like mold, have a test done, spend the money mm -hmm. so you can save yourself from either steering clear of it or if it's really not because sometimes you can look at mildew it may look like but mold keep in mind or, when you order one of those tests they send it to a a lab mm -hmm. and in that package it there's an address tied to it right because the lab needs to know where it came from no not, so that gets registered from what i've understood and maybe i'm wrong but from what i've understood is is once you send that lab to you know send that test to the lab and they and they 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 indicate that there's mold and black mold is the worst you know that is a red flag and that gets tied to that particular home from what i've heard is that true i've never seen that before so my home inspector he has his mold kit or whatever and right. he swabs it and he sends it off but i've never heard that it's tied to the property in any way whatsoever mm -hmm. so he comes back to me he's like yeah it's mold or it's not mold so uh, the whole point of this conversation is take a second have someone test it out and make sure that you're not getting yourself into a situation. Because what happens is you ultimately have to disclose that a house has had mold when you fix it up and resell it, that it had mold previously and you remediated and all of that. But there's just a stigma behind that, that if someone's looking at, you know, 20 different houses, why are they going to pick the house that once had mold in it as opposed to the other 19, which have nice, fresh, clean air. So, all right. So, so let me give a summary here. So let's just say you bought a house and it has mold, right? Mm -hmm. So you have your inspector, you probably use the same one. He tests it. Well, before I buy the house, I'll have him test it. Okay. So before you buy it. So, so he says there's mold. 
Yeah. Right. So, and you really want the house. I cancel the contract. Done. Done. I don't even want to deal with it. Okay. I don't want to disclose it afterwards. Yeah, because you're going to have to say. So let's say you did go through with it. Have yep. you ever done one before? I have. Okay. Okay. <laughs> let's, Ask let's, me let's how I know that. Okay, I don't so, want people to do so, this. <laughs> so, so, so you probably your mindset was like it's not that big of a deal. We're exactly. Throw some bleach so, on it, right? so, I, so, I'll put so you when into you this. sold a, the house, you had to put it in the property disclosure that there was mold, and then you were there spilling over yourself, telling the agent and the buyer, "Oh, I, we got it resolved, and here's pictures of, well, of we did it the right way." And it's just a pain in the rear. Absolutely. So we. So what ultimately happens is you have it on there. And uh, you get it remediated properly, but then you have this report that comes with it and you have to disclose home uh, previously had mold. But here goes the report that there's a clean engineering report. So and you're the just air hoping that they're as fresh. passionate to buy this as you are. I'm hoping that I use the right finishes the and price. fixtures yeah. and the layout's perfect. Yeah. And So you were but, probably getting a super deal. They're probably getting an okay deal because it's fixed up and things like that. So, so just that one mark, you know, it's, it's just these it's small the things. It's the stigma that's behind yeah, it. And what that ultimately, as we've been talking about the whole time, that could lead to you holding onto the property extra long time. That could lead to you having more holding costs. And once again, depending on the price range of these properties, you know, that could be the difference from you losing $20,000 or making $20,000. So yeah, I just tell newer investors, if you see something that looks like mold, pay the money, get a test, make sure that it isn't that. And, and if it out. isn't, then move forward. Okay. Yep. And then that goes into an old whole nother question, because if it isn't mold, you know, no one knows what test you got, what it came back at, but that's the leverage you can use when you're trying to negotiate a better deal with the seller of the property because right. who knows what they think it is. So we could, that's a whole different path we can go down, but everything that you're doing ultimately comes down to the leverage. We won't go there. We're going to go back to the homes to steer clear from. Uh, the next one is tiny homes, homes that are like under, let's say 700 square feet, mm -hmm. 650 square it's feet. It's a cool show out there. Great, buy a bunch of them. <laughs> great show. I actually <laughs> love that show. <laughs> I don't I think, think I, I, I think my I, wife would kill me if I lived in a house that small. I don't think I could do I would it have either. Nowhere to run. But the one thing about tiny homes is I don't like anybody that much to yeah. live in a home that small, and I don't think anybody likes me. Well, we that live much in Florida, in so the big thing with those homes is you do a lot outdoors. But on, I would be on the damn park bench, like a couple degree, blocks down the down the way. Hundred degree weather with this humidity, it's not fun to be outside all the time. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So steer clear. I mean, yeah. do you see do you see this phenomenon going on more well, and more? I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about the phenomenon. Those are actually like 300 square foot yeah. homes yeah. or 400. Yeah. yeah, I love this show. I see the phenomenon in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, yeah, I could do that, but I know I really can't. Right. But for investor standpoint of view, they look at the price per foot, and it always. Gets well, you. trying to sell these homes, there's a very small margin. So let's say most people are have families right. and at least have a kid or husband and wife. You, when you go to a small home, now all of a sudden that's really narrowing your your market on who you can ultimately sell this house to. So you just want to like be conscious of, hey, once I do buy this home and fix it up, you know, am I going to be trying to sell it to five people that are looking for this tiny little house, or do I want to pick up maybe a three two or something a little bit bigger right. where I can sell to like a hundred people? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next thing is one bedroom homes. Once again, that goes into the same idea as the tiny home. Mm -hmm. If you you know, I've bought one bedroom homes before 
and depending on the market and where the house is at, so they have condos that are one bedroom and you know, people buy one bedroom condos all the time. But early on when I was a newer investor, I'll steer clear once again, because there's a very slim market. Like right. it, it really, your market narrows for who's buying a one bedroom as opposed to families that are buying two bedrooms or three bedrooms. Mm -hmm. It makes it a little bit harder to sell. So if you're a new investor, don't have a lot of money for holding costs, you know, it could take you a while to sell that. And then the next one, the last one, is homes that are far out of your area that you can't physically drive out there to put your eyes on it. Uh, sometimes I hear people teaching this, oh yeah, you know, you can buy homes anywhere. I've never bought one home in 15 years that I haven't physically driven to and laid my eyes on it. So I wanna see exactly what the house looks like, what the feel of it is, and where my money's going towards. Mm-hmm. Well, very interesting. I mean, that, that comes to mind. I mean, I would imagine that, you know, when you start turning a lot of property, your head's going to get big and you're going to be like, oh, I'm not, you know, I don't have to look at that. I've seen enough pictures. I've done my research on the computer with all the, you know, the, you know, different sites and sources that you're able to get a value. Um, and then, and then you start slacking and you're going to end up sitting with one yep, that you, you end up, you know, a, ugly duckling you end you're up not eating be able one to and, yeah and you just never know until you actually get to the property on what is really going on with let's say the floors the subfloors. if there's you know pictures can only show you so much and realtors you know knowing i mean from a realtor perspective like we're experts at getting the best shots the best angles so if you buy a property based on pictures and not actually going there and seeing everything that's going on with it you can end up with a property that you have to do a lot more repairs to it than what you're thinking. And if numbers are, you know, somewhat slim, you can end up spending a lot more money and end up losing money on that deal. So as a newer investor, you want to make sure that you're phys physically laying your eyes on the property mm -hmm. and you know what's going on with it before you put up your money. Mm -hmm. Are you finding more and more people are bidding when you're going after property that you like? Um, I don't typically buy stuff off of the internet. I typically like to talk to homeowners and have face-to-face -face conversations because mm -hmm. then I can identify what their need is and I can try to come up with a solution for their needs. And I try to create win-win situations for us. So that's how I buy properties face-to-face. -face. And then how are you able to communicate to them the value, you know, with it being and making it a win-win? I mean, do you use certain type of reports and things? So, it's actually, no, I don't. So when I go there, I go there and I say, You've Hey, I've already done your research. Though, right? I've already done my research. I know my numbers. So when I finally go, when I actually go there, um, I just tell them, Hey, you know, this is what we can offer. And I break it down to why I can offer this much. And it's normally based on condition location. Mm -hmm. It's based on other things, but I'm not going there telling them, Hey, you know, this is what your property's worth. And I have to offer this much below what I'm going there telling them is, Hey, you know, this is what I can pay for your house. Just like if you're a Joe Smo home buyer and you found the property online, mm -hmm. you're not going to go to the homeowner and tell them, Hey, here's the comps. Here's all this stuff. All you're going to say is, Hey, you know, I like your house. This is what I can pay for it. And then they have the right to accept or deny or counter offer at mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. And then do you find that most people don't really understand the value? No, I think people do understand the value. I think in our business where you can gain some equity is in the repair. So what I may be able to repair a house for because we've spent the time over the years and we have it pretty streamlined and what you can repair the house. I think other people may look at a house and may think, oh, wow, this is going to cost a lot more than what it really is. 
and they may not want to actually deal with it. Uh, so then we can, you know, create some value there. Very cool. My name is James Ramos with the Move With Me radio show. Glad to have you, Lawrence. Lawrence Malloy with Ethical Home Partners. It was started Ethical over- Home Buyers. Ethical Home Buyers. Um, sorry about that. It was started uh, over 15 years ago. And Lawrence is also the owner and operator of um, an incredible association. It's Greater Orlando Real Estate Investors Association. So um, find them online. You can um, contact them at 813-458-7355 or see his website at Get an Offer Today. Um, follow me on Twitter at JRTPA or my website is uh, URL is jamesramos.com. Take care and we'll catch you next week. For investment opportunities in the Tampa Bay market or to follow James Ramos, go to jamesramos.com and sign up for his newsletter. Call Ramos first to design, build, or furnish. Call or text 813-259-1111. Move With Me is brought to you by BBMC Mortgage Tampa Bay for a loan that truly fits in a purchase or refinance. Homes are built to bring people together. It's the place that families gather to create memories that last a lifetime. With that in mind, you want a builder who requires a design to reflect your expectations. Ramos Design Build is that company. They understand this concept, offer a concierge level of service, ensuring that you are involved in every step of the design build process. Ramos Design Build integrates the latest in construction technology, building you a home that will last for generations. Ramos has a portfolio of satisfied clients from its decades of service in the Tampa Bay community. If you are looking for a luxury remodel, a home renovation, or a custom home built from the ground up, contact Ramos Design Build at RamosDesignBuild.com. That's RamosDesignBuild.com. Hi, my name is James Ramos. I am a licensed general contractor at Ramos Design Build. When someone asks why I do what I do, I am proud to say that I help bring families back to the table. And when you partner with Ramos, we make your family's home dreams a reality. Ramos Design Build, construction, development, and renovation. A legacy since 1956.